This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, one of the next components coming out of the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency are so-called decentralized autonomous organizations. What are they and how are they going to impact decision-making going forward? That was part of a presentation at the World Economic Forum recently. Uh, our next guest was one of the people as part of the presentation there of a toolkit, a toolkit excuse me, for DAOs, Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. Pleasure to be joined once again by Kevin Warbach, Professor of Legal Studies and Business Ethics here at Wharton. Kevin, great to have you back with us. Thanks for your time today. My pleasure, Dan. So let's start out for those who are maybe hearing that term for the first time, what a DAO is. So a DAO is, as you said, the acronym is Decentralized Autonomous Organization. It's basically uh, a company, a firm, an organization that operates on a blockchain. Um, instead of using traditional legal contracts and relationships in a traditional firm, uh, it uses the code of what are called smart contracts, so code that executes on the blockchain to handle the various different relationships about uh, governance and decision-making, uh, payments, employment, and so forth. All that happens uh, digitally uh, on a decentralized network. And so the importance of having a toolkit for DAOs as we move forward, uh, partly driven by the fact that there hasn't been a lot of regulation or focus uh, from governments uh, around the world about this? Well, you know, the project that, that um, we released uh, last week in, in Davos um, is the result of um, roughly a year and a half of work, um, collaboration between the Wharton Blockchain and Digital Asset Project, which I lead, um, and one of the groups within the World Economic Forum, um, you know, we were looking at uh, developments in the market. There, there are now hundreds, if not thousands, of these DAOs that have been created mm. with, with actually many billions of dollars of digital assets in their treasuries. Um, some of them are quite large and sophisticated. Some of them are, are, are small and experimental. Um, but this is happening, um, and it raises all kinds of fascinating questions about what it means to have an organization that's decentralized, that's, that's on a blockchain, where people may never meet each other, um, where they try and govern it using votes based on tokens. Um, and, um, you know, how these things operate, um, there are reasons to think that they may be more transparent and more efficient for some kinds of decision-making than traditional organizations. Um, there was one called Constitution Dow that uh, about a year ago spun up where a group of people found out an original copy of the Constitution was being auctioned, and they in a very short period of time, got you know, a couple thousand people together, assembled over $40 million to collectively bid on that. Um, so there's, there's really interesting potential here, but there's a lot of uncertainty, and there's really a gap in knowledge. Um, and so you know, this report that, that we did, the, the Dow Toolkit, was the second in a work stream that, that we've been doing with the World Economic Forum. The first one was something called Dow's Beyond the Hype, which was a more informational background paper. Yeah. This paper, you know, we assembled a network of efforts and really got into what the issues were. So you talk about uh, operational strengths and weaknesses for DAOs. What would those include? Well, so, you know, the, the potential strengths are the fact that they are decentralized uh, and anyone can join. The activity is on a blockchain, so it's, uh, it's transparent. You can design governance structures however you want. These are global phenomena. 
you know, all of those are also the challenges because it's, it's people who don't necessarily know each other, um, have to figure out how to work together in this decentralized way, have to figure out how to make decisions and vote, um, how, to, how to figure out how to effectuate the decisions, have to decide you know, where are the points where you want hierarchy, where you want someone in charge of particular functions uh, versus uh, everyone having the opportunity. So there's there's a bunch of different pieces that we go through in this. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, I think, 100 experts from around the world who contributed in working groups to identifying these issues, um, and then you know those are what are put out in the toolkit. Well, and as you've mentioned with me in the past, with, with blockchain uh, and the global perspective of it, and, and as you just said, with uh, uh, the, the individuals that you had working on the toolkit, it's very important to have these conversations as this continues to build out over the years in the future so that you can have you know, a, a structure and, and a build out that is uh, a benefit for everyone in, in, included in the process. Yeah, there's a tremendous amount of very exciting experimentation going on. And, and again, some some examples of DAOs, which are already fairly significant in terms of the amount of, of money that, that they are deploying uh, for all sorts of different purposes. Um, but it's still very early. And, and again, one of the reasons we're collaborating with the, the World Economic Forum is, you know, they have global stakeholders, you know, senior officials in government and, and corporations around the world to, to get that community to, to engage in this debate and, and understand what's happening in this space. Um, but there are a whole set of unanswered questions. Uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier on the regulatory questions. They're, you know, they're really fascinating legal issues about What's the legal entity? We have a whole, you know, centuries of work in corporate law in different countries about what different corporate forms are. Um, which of them, if any, apply to DAOs? Some new kinds of corporate forms. Uh, it's actually catalyzing a lot of discussion about, uh, you know, the nature of firms and the nature of corporate governance. So, absolutely, those are all really important conversations to have. Uh, and that's part of what this project was about. To how much then does the governance piece potentially move forward? In, in a setup where organizations are decentralized, you know, to what level does that potentially reach, do you think? Well, it, it forces us to ask the question about, you know, what are the different mechanisms of governance? And what, what's been fascinating is that many of these DAOs, you know, some of them are, for example, decentralized finance projects that are managing decentralized exchanges and lending where, they, again, they have billions of dollars of assets that are actually governed based on participants voting on these tokens. Um, you know, and some of them are, you know, again, are, are smaller. Some of them are social impact. They're doing this for, you know, carbon credits or, or sustainability, mm-hmm. all sorts of uses. Um, in many cases, we found those communities are reinventing the wheel. They, 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 they just get started. They say, okay, we'll give everyone a token and one token, one vote. And then they realize, well, what happens if someone uh, bribes people to get a lot of tokens? What happens if some people just don't participate because they're, they have the tokens, but they're not as interested? They, they're reinventing a lot of the concepts that we see from traditional governance and political theory, concepts like separation of powers and checks and balances and constitutions and so forth. Um, but this is a design space for experimentation, we have, whereas we, you know, traditional corporation, you have a lot of structure that is imposed and is hard to change. Mm-hmm. Here, organizations can figure out, you know, potentially what the right way is to design something for their particular situation. Is there an expectation? Because any, I think anytime you, you you're looking at blockchain and and crypto right now, the discussion has been primarily around governance. Is there an expectation of, of bringing levels of governance forward in, in DAOs that eventually, someday, or some period of time, either is being or will be focused on by governments 
to, to you know to kind of have a little bit of a checks and balances on what's going on in the world of DAOs. Right. Well, so there's there's a couple levels of that. One is, as I mentioned, there's the, the corporate structure. So so corporations and corporate forms, whether we're talking about LLCs or partnerships or other kind of corporate forms, they're, they're, they're really valuable in lots of ways. They give people limited liability if you invest, you yeah. know, risk losing all of your money. They give you corporate, the corporation can sign contracts. It can, you know, it can engage in transactions. It can sue and be sued. So, th- so there's one question about how to uh, have all of those benefits or, or you know, the important of those benefits in this kind of decentralized online environment. And that's pushing forward some of the discussion about corporate law. And governments are, are very much involved. There's a number of states in the U.S. that have actually passed DAO-specific laws to create new corporate forms for DAOs. Then there's the regulatory question. Um, you know, questions about, you know, for example, you know, are these tokens actually securities that are regulated under securities law? You know, how, how, how are these DAOs taxed? Because if they're operating and generating revenue, then they should be taxed. Um, lots of other regulatory questions that governments are, are actually starting to think about. And then there's, you know, the positive potential that, again, this is a new form of decision making. Uh, and yeah. we can think about governments and you know, public-private partnerships and, you know, and other kind of public sector and public-oriented organizations thinking about potentially using this mechanism. Um, so governments should be interested right. if, if, you know, there, there are objectives that they have that maybe we can have much more transparent and efficient decision making using this mechanism. Well, and just off of what you said right there, the, the expectation of the potential of the public-private partnership, I think, continues to increase right now with some of the issues we've seen around funding of, of governments and, and, and for different programs. The expectation is that the landscape for these types of partnerships uh, is only growing right now. Yeah, and many of the DAOs that we've seen are around public goods. Some of the earlier ones that were successful were people in the blockchain world saying, well, we need funding for infrastructure development, people to, to write the code and build the systems that are that are not, not the applications, but the underlying guts of it, the underlying infrastructure. Yeah. And that's always, you know, traditionally you need, you know, who, who builds the roads? Government builds the roads. Everyone pays taxes in. But we need governments to build roads. How do you do that, create the roads in a distributed digital environment like the blockchain world? Many DAOs got together with people saying, okay, I want to support this, but I want to have some decision-making framework for where the capital gets deployed. Um, and so DAOs sprung up and, and in many cases have been really successful as a way of funding these public goods. Um, so that's absolutely something that is relevant to governments as well. Again, it's early. Um, there's a lot of, you know, you know, still frothiness in the market, a lot of these things that are going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's really an exciting potential there. Uh, are you seeing sectors that really are are drawing more attention, at least right now, around DAOs? And then are, are there areas that you can forecast to see significant interest in, in the next several years around DAOs? So it remains to be seen, and and you know, in in the Dow toolkit and the prior paper, we have a, a nine um, uh, cell taxonomy that talks about different kinds of DAOs and gives examples. So anyone who's who's interested in this, I would just encourage them to go download the papers. They're you know they're both available on the World Economic Forum site. Just look for the the Dow toolkit. Um, but you know, we, as I said, we see a bunch of activity around um, you know, funding public goods. We see a bunch of activity around essentially investment clubs, especially around digital assets. So groups that want to collectively buy non-fungible tokens, NFTs. Um, we see a lot of activity around finance. So so many of the biggest DAOs are, are uh, decentralized finance platforms, mm-hmm. decentralized exchanges like Uniswap and so forth. 
Um, and interestingly, you know, while some of the big centralized exchanges like FTX have you know, collapsed and engaged in fraud, one of the potential opportunities of a DAO is that, again, all that decision-making is transparent. There, there's no one yeah. who has the power behind the scenes to take the money and run. Um, it's this collectively governed entity. So, so we're seeing a lot of interest in that in the, the crypto space, the, the, the you know, digital asset trading space. Right in using these governance mechanisms. But I think that's just the starting point. That's the easy one because it's about crypto and it's about money. Um, the, 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 the potential is incredibly broad, um, but you know, I think that's a lot of what we found in the, in the toolkit is that you know, these operational issues are really important in practice. There's questions about scaling. Like I, I, you know, I think it would be a lot harder to replace a 10,000-person company with a DAO than, than things that are smaller. Mm-hmm. But we might see a 10,000-person company split up into lots of smaller entities, which are themselves DAOs. We're joined by Kevin Orbach, uh, who is a professor in legal studies and business ethics here at, at the Wharton School. And, and so you mentioned a moment ago that that issue of trust and that is obviously something that has been brought up uh, in a lot of conversation around the, the, the world of cryptocurrency lately. And so for, uh, you know, to a, a large degree, having that transparency in and around DAOs eliminate some of that concern of lack of trust that has kind of popped up in different circumstances over the last few years? Yeah, and this has been a thread through the work that I've been doing in this area all along. The, the book that I published is called The Blockchain and the New Architecture of Trust. What's striking is that the potential of blockchain-based systems is to promote a new and powerful kind of trust because they're open and transparent uh, and you're not required to trust one central administrator who has all the control uh, potentially, they, they can be much more trustworthy than traditional systems. Um, on the other hand, um, we've seen enormous amounts of fraud and scams and untrustworthy behavior and hacks and problems in the crypto world. Um, and so you know, much of what I've tried to focus on, and this, this DAO project is a piece of it. There was a, a prior collaboration with the World Economic Forum on Decentralized Finance, or DeFi, you know, as well as other work that we're doing in, in the blockchain and digital asset project here at Wharton. Is really all about um, finding those opportunities, as you describe, where this you know, technology can promote trust, yep. and then asking the question of what it will take for it actually to do that, um, and what we can do to contribute to moving in that positive direction. Kevin, great work. And again, uh, for people that would like to read the, uh, the toolkit, it is up on the World Economic Forum website. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.